Hey guys, welcome to the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. Um, and this is the inaugural episode of the Backlot Review. Um, I'm your host, Steven Saria, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Sarmiento. And to kick this podcast off, uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about the world premiere of the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, you know, there's a lot uh, to talk about here, and uh, we thought that this would be a good place to kick everything off. So you could catch us weekly at InsideBacklot.com, where you could also listen to our other podcast, The Stream Exchange. Uh, well, without further ado, here is the inaugural episode of Backlot Review. Enjoy. Lady of Winterfell. That's a nice ring to it. So it is Hand of the Queen. Depending on the Queen, I suppose. Last time we spoke was at Joffrey's wedding. Miserable affair. It had its moments. What did you think of the episode? What's it called? It's called Winterfell, right? Yeah, I think it's called Winterfell. Um, what did I think of the episode? Um, it was okay. Um, it was what it needed to be. Um, I don't think it felt like a filler episode, if I'm being honest. And I was talking about it with um, a group of people that I watched this with, but it felt like almost nothing really served to push the plot forward besides maybe like a few things that happened at the end of the episode, which I know we're going to get to a little later in the podcast, but it just felt like an episode filled with um, reunions and people coming together. And yeah, that's expected. You need that. But in a shortened season, in a season with only six episodes, and not every one of those episodes is longer than an hour, like we were told, um, it just felt like there needed to be a little more meat to this episode, if that makes sense. Um. Okay. I, I mean, I, I remember telling you when it after it aired, you asked me what I thought. And I said it was a solid episode. It's pretty solid. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy that they kind of got all those reunions out of the way in the first episode. Um, me coming into it, I thought that I thought that all these reunions and, and the setting of things up and and all that was going to take, you know, maybe the first two episodes. So I'm kind of happy that they got. Yeah, like what you said, they got all that filler out of the way in the first episode. I saw I thought like. It was a solid episode. It was solid. It's not their best. It's not their worst. Uh, there's a lot of cheesy stuff that happens in this episode, oh which I didn't God, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely think I was talking to someone and they told me they were like, I liked the episode, but it just while I was watching it, I didn't feel like I was watching Game of Thrones. Something about the tone, it, it just seemed off. And I kind of understand what they were saying. Um, I kind of got that vibe. That something about the tone was off. It didn't feel. I knew I was watching Game of Thrones, but something about the tone just didn't okay, feel I like understand. Game of Thrones. Um, I can't say that I felt the same way, but I do think that what you're saying is valid because I can kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah. So I mean, overall, it was solid. You know, it's 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 clearly setting everything up for what's about to go down yeah so. and, and it's expected like it was expected coming into this episode like i knew beforehand going into this okay this is gonna be an episode 
where Arya and Jon reunite, where um, Arya and Gendry reunite, you know, Daenerys and Sansa meet each other. But I didn't think that it would take like the entire hour almost, it felt like. I'm not saying that like it was a bad episode, but I'm saying I just wish that there was a little more to it. And I also wish that one scene wasn't as long as it was, which I know we're also going to get to that a little bit later, a little more in depth. Okay. Um. So yeah, basically we're just going to talk about, we're just going to break down the episode, what we thought about it. So I guess this is also, there's, there's, there's spoilers in this. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers for um, game of Thrones season eight, episode one. So if you have not seen episode one, um, just skip ahead yeah. to the podcast. Okay. Or even then. Just don't even listen to this podcast, basically. Yeah. So come back, come back, come back for episode two, honestly. Yeah. And go watch episode one or catch up. You've had like eight years. Yeah. So um this episode, okay, this episode is called Winterfell. Um, if you have seen episode one of season one, Winter is Coming, this is basically there's a lot of what's the word is it for there's a lot of parallel yeah parallels imagery going on in this episode and the very first episode particularly um in the opening scene Mm -hmm. with um the little boy who's who is um running through winterfell as the unsullied and the dothraki are coming through Mm -hmm. um and the first scene of the series of the series with bran it's Bran, right? Yeah, it's Bran. He's, he's going to that. Yeah, he's going to that tower to see, you know, King oh, and to Queen. see Robert, yeah. um, to see Robert uh, coming into Winterfell to get Ned. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, it was pretty interesting. I didn't notice it at first because it's been so long since I saw, um, season one. But then, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about it on Twitter and on Reddit, and it caught my attention. And I looked at it, and it's pretty interesting because, it's. I don't want to say it's almost exact, but it's definitely. Yeah, it's, like, it's supposed to give you that exact same vibe. You know, the king and yeah, queen are, are coming back to the north. You know, King John, if you consider him that, and Queen Daenerys, if you consider her that. It depends who you ask, I guess, in this universe. So, um, but yeah, this was just the opening scene. We get the shot of both of them coming in together. Uh, we have, we see all the northerners kind of just looking at them like, who the hell are these people and why are they here? Kind of almost like distastefully. Well, not I'm, almost distastefully. Yeah. Like, I would say like very distastefully. Like yeah, they're clear. They're clearly not welcome. You could tell from the second. Yeah, absolutely. They're there. Um, and then we get the shot of John and Sansa, and when Daenerys meets Sansa, um, that's a pretty off the bat. You could tell that they don't. You know, Sansa's not gonna. Oh yeah, you and know, you could even bend the you knee. You can even see that. You could even see that like in the trailers going mm-hmm. going into this. Um, you could kind of make the assumption that they were really not going to like each other. And it, like, it makes sense, like, from Sansa's perspective, you know, like, knowing all the terrible things that she's been through, like, in the hands of, like, these outsiders and people that she doesn't really know. So she definitely has the right to feel the way she feels. She's been through a lot of stuff and you could tell that she's not gonna, (laughs) she's not gonna just trust anybody or just, you know, she's, she's been through her, her fair share of trauma so exactly and she's looking out for for her people the people of the north Mm -hmm. so i can definitely see like where she's coming from Mm -hmm. um and that scene when when sansa and daenerys meet that's also when um 
when uh, Bran and John reunite. Oh yeah, and you could yeah that scene where where John goes to hug Bran and he gives him a kiss on the forehead. You know. Yeah, I, and then he realizes he's like, "Fuck, my brother's weird now." <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel like that about Bran now, but they don't know. They don't know the yeah. He's got he's yeah. got more important shit to do. Yeah, basically. So moving on but, from like how they meet. Um, wait, what were you gonna say? You had something to say? No, no, no. Continue, continue, continue. Um, yeah. So moving on from when they first meet, uh, we get that scene in. Is it like their hall? Their I don't even know what to call that. Like, uh, dining hall. I don't even know what would you call that. Like, where all the. I guess I'd say like I guess I'd say like almost like a mini throne room almost. Yeah. Um. When they're talking I, about. I don't want to say throne because it's very clearly like not a <laughs> throne room. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, when they're all talking about, you know, just this new group of people come in, and then it goes back to Sansa just talking about. Uh, she she makes that reference, you know, what do dragons even eat? And Daenerys looks at her, and she's oh like, whatever they want. That's just it. It's I'm not a big fan of it, but at the same time, I kind of like it because there's tension there. But I don't know. Um, I, yeah, um, I don't I know how like, you feel about it. I don't know. I felt like the um. That was like some Marvel, like Marvel level one liner humor. Uh huh. Um, but like, it just doesn't really work in anything. Like, okay, I don't want to say in anything, but it doesn't really work like in this particular show as well. It just comes across as like eye rolly, if not done correctly. And um, I think the fact that like they tried to play it off like so seriously made it way cornier than like it should have been. So I don't know. I thought that line was like really, really like eye roll level cheesy. Um, and I think that whole like that whole scene of the Northerners kind of like shitting on John mm-hmm. was like, OK, I understand why they're doing it. But really, like, you know, like why he's doing this, like, you know, it's to protect you guys and to like to make sure you guys survive this winter and this White Walker stuff. But, like, I don't know. I felt it kind of... I don't want to say... It's definitely not out of character, but... I don't know. It just kind of bothered me that they were... That they were shitting on him so much when they know that he's doing this to protect them and to save them. Yeah, like, just think about this. Like, if you're Jon Snow, just think about this. It's like, hey, I'm trying to save everybody from the zombie apocalypse, essentially, and nobody's listening to me. Uh, So... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, like it must be so frustrating to be John, like, because every decision, almost every single decision that you ever make is constantly getting shitted on. Like, like yeah, you know, when he was in the Night's Watch, <laughs> when he was in the Night's Watch, like, yeah, he had his backers. Then he had people like Alistair Thorne and, and um, Jeno Slint, who like very clearly like despised him and had their group of people who obviously really hated him <laughs> yeah he was literally killed so yeah, li- yeah he was literally <laughs> fucking killed by them um but like that whole scene was like okay i understand why um just i guess just personally um i guess my like connection to john just made me like frustrated about that and i guess like it was that's kind of what it was supposed to do like help us feel frustrated for john and i guess to kind of, obviously to add tension that oh like his people or you know, have their questions about him. But I also think it works in Sansa's favor because, um, I don't know, I think 
for a character who's gotten so much hate. Um, I think it's really cool to see Sansa like coming into her own. Well, yeah. she's already coming to her own, but really like take charge of like you know who she is and what like what she can be. Yeah, her character is definitely transforming in in a way like her mother's character is in the show. Um, and that's pretty I think that's pretty obvious that there's definitely a comparison to those two characters now. Um I'd say she's much wiser than her mother ever was. Yeah, I would say that just because she's probably been through a lot more stuff than her mother has. Uh and so. she knows I think she's been like involved in in um so many political schemes now that you know with Littlefinger Tyrion that she kind of doesn't trust you know, she, anyone. She get, she got she, well no, but she got a lot of experience from that. Yeah. So I think you know, like I think she's well suited for this like lordship that it looks like she's kind of coming into. Because mm-hmm. I think they say in the episode, um, like to John specifically, they say like, oh, like we wanted you as king. And then something along the lines of like, maybe that was a mistake. And I kind of took that as maybe Sansa should have been queen of the north instead. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, honestly, might not be terrible. It might not. Obviously, John is John, but, you know, at least Sansa has that sort of, like, experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could see that. Well, moving on from that, we see the scene also with Sansa and Tyrion. Their first encounter and since what? Is that season four, more or less? Yeah, since Joffrey's yeah, Joffrey. wedding slash death. Yeah, we, we see them, you know, um, meeting each other again. Uh, and Sansa, you know, tells Tyrion at one point, I used, to, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. In reference to Cersei, who's supposedly helping them when she's really not. Well, we know that, yeah. but the characters obviously don't. Uh, well, some characters do know that, like Sansa, clearly. Yeah, Sansa, clearly, but... You know, I think this is also showing like a, this is showing a lot of a lot of growth in her character just because she's Sansa's a badass now. Like Sansa's not going to take anyone's shit. And I think it's also showing how Tyrion, how he was this, you know, he used he is he is and well, not. Let me reword this. He was this he clever hasn't been guy. The same. Yeah. He hasn't been the same since season four. Yeah, he hasn't. You could see it, it, I would say it's a slow downwards um not spiral but yeah like his decision making hasn't been the smartest yeah i can see that and what made Tyrion so great in season four um you know surrounded by all this um diplomacy and uh political intrigue um once he was removed from that and sent to essos with daenerys um kind of felt like the writers didn't want to kill him off well i mean he doesn't die in the book but um, I feel like the writers just kind of didn't really know how to like where to take his character from there, you know? Because Tyrion very clearly had an arc in seasons two, three, and four, which I think are amongst the best in the whole show. And then once he was removed from that, you know, like the, the writers were kind of like, "Shit, now we don't really know what to do with this guy." But he's a fan favorite, so we need to devote a lot of time, and you know, a significant like chunk of the story to him but um i think i just think you know they haven't really handled it the right way 
Um, especially considering the fact that so many of Tyrion's, I guess, like plans since season five started have failed on him. Marine almost broke apart. Um, obviously the attack on Casterly Rock, and now this with Cersei, like just to name a few. But from what I took from his conversation with Sansa was that he had a piece of information that he wanted to say, but he couldn't. I don't know if you would agree with that or feel the same way that I do. Um, I just think that this just might be foreshadowing of that. Hey, maybe Tyrion's going to die. Like maybe just his constant mistakes or his slip ups are just going to cause him to, to die in this season. Oh, Who knows? I, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm putting a prediction out there right now. This is my hot take. I think Tyrion does die. And I think um, he gets executed by either Daenerys or Jon. Interesting. Okay, that's, that's my, a hot take right there. Wow, that's my um, extremely hot take. But yeah, I liked that scene. I liked that that quote that Sansa has. Um, I think, yeah, I think this might be the downfall of Tyrion. I think this is. I think this is it. I think this season might might do it. I mean, he's my favorite character. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's looking like that's going to end up happening. But it, yeah, we're only one episode in, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um. We also see uh, John and Daenerys riding dragons, which I yeah, think that... is the worst part in this entire episode. I think it's really cheesy. I think it's. I agree. I just think it's it's just how to train your dragon four. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically how to train your dragon four. Um, yeah, so we see that John, you know, rides a dragon. It's also just really lame because he asked Danny. He's like, "How do I?" like do this i've never ridden a dragon she's kind of just like oh you just like get on it like well yeah just aren't targaryens the only ones ride dragons like i feel like that's something that i don't know the show doesn't say it the show doesn't say it but i feel like it's it's clearly like common knowledge that was a thing though i thought that was a thing though i thought they said that in the show at one point or maybe in the books i don't know but i don't think it's ever really directly answered um so I think that is also t- kind of taking away like the the lore of like, oh, these dragons, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's it, uh, something about it just takes away like the whole, you know, mythical part of these dragons that only certain people could ride them or, or control them in general. But at the same time, remember, like John is does have Targaryen blood, so it makes him mm-hmm. riding the dragons like it like it makes sense. However, um, I don't like the scene um, because it felt cheesy, especially the end. But Very. I do think that this is definitely setting something up. I really think that this is setting something up for a few episodes down the line. Um, I have some theories about it. So I think that this episode, that this scene, even though it may seem kind of like useless, especially in context of this like first episode um i do feel like this definitely could be setting something big up further down the line yeah possibly uh we also get that scene of is it was it drogon yeah right like just angry yeah that's looking yeah, that's at what John. i wanted to talk about <laughs> that's what i wanted to talk about um i think one of the main problems that i have with last season and extending into this season the first episode is the um relationship between john and daenerys just feels so forced 
and yeah they don't so really have good much. chemistry i think it's also it has to do with possibly that like uh maybe they were just fil- i don't know if they were filming together but they've been on the show so long together that maybe they've just well they obviously have probably developed like a friendship so that kind of relationship on screen is going to be hard to buy just because they're not like that in real life or you know what i mean like they're they they look like buddies like i don't even know how to explain it like they just look like friends like but even then it like, just doesn't work though like i get what you mean it just it just doesn't feel organic it doesn't feel natural yeah exactly like especially when compared to um to john and egret which was a uh, much more pure you know well they ended up getting married so okay well oh, yeah besides <laughs> that because they met on the show um like it just felt so much more um true and you could definitely see like the love that they had for each other grow throughout the course of what is it like season two and three and i guess season four as well mm-hmm. and even like sam and gilly where we're definitely like i don't want to say side characters because sam is pretty important but um definitely clearly not on the level of john but sam and gilly um you could definitely feel like their relationship and you have seen how that relationship grows it's taken time whereas in john whereas for john and daenerys it's kind of just look back and yeah yeah like in season seven like well like daenerys like saves john's life and sees him like it's stat like he sees like his wound in the heart and falls in love with him yeah i don't know i just don't buy it it feels very rushed it feels very forced um and i think like that all like it really hit me and it really culminated in that scene where they're in the waterfall because it reminded me of the scene with John and Egret when they go in the cave. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, um, definitely And I think I think that, that was done purposely. I think maybe that was done purposely to kind of uh, like give a nod to that. But I don't know, it just looks it looks bad when compared to John and Egret. And then you have mm-hmm. the whole scene with John looking at Drogon and Drogon's looking at John and <laughs> so I was like, crazy. "Oh my god. It was so stupid." Yeah, but like it was just it was just a really stupid end to like just a, a cheesy scene like in general. Yeah, I did like I did like the music to the scene though. It was a it was like a mix between um John's theme and Daenerys's theme as yeah. they're riding on the dragons. I thought I thought that song was pretty good. Um, but the whole like scene in general just struck me as kind of cheesy. If just I'm being fit, honest, just didn't fit. Just didn't fit the vibe of what Game of Thrones is. Exactly, and it was long too. I felt like it took like, I felt like it was a pretty like decently long scene. Yeah. So once we get out of that with the whole dragons and all that, we see, uh, the White Walkers. Well, what was of the White Walkers when they they passed through? Uh, when they passed through Last Hearth. Yeah. Um. So we see that extremely creepy and. <laughs> uh, I don't even graphic. Know. Yeah, like I don't even know what what was that 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 little boy uh, nailed to the freaking. Wall. I mean, you know who that was, though, right? Yeah, that was this little kid. What's his name? That was uh, uh, Ned Umber. Ned Umber. Yeah, from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, little Ned Umber gets um that poor kid. Yeah, gets mutilated. Uh, um, I thought that was a, like that was a pretty cool scene. Um, I think that was one of the best scenes in the episode. I was that scared me. That 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 genuinely scared me. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, I, I watched it with a group of people, and it genuinely scared like a few people watching it. Um, I don't buy 
the um you've probably seen on twitter or, or on I actually, reddit yeah i actually sent you that picture of, yeah of i the, don't buy yeah. that um, the the little um like i guess the sign that the night king makes when compared to uh the, the targaryen, targaryen sigil yeah um i think it looks more like i don't know if you remember i don't was it a flashback where we see the tree of the children of the first men it kind of yeah. looks similar to the tree at winterfell mm-hmm. yep. um and there's like stone patterns going around it yeah. i think it looks way more similar to that than yeah, to the same Targaryen symbol after i saw that so now i'm just thinking like hey is this is this just the night king symbol like and he's like this is my uh you know this is my symbol everyone everyone has their own here's mine more or less <laughs> this is my house sigil. yeah this is the house sigil for the, <laughs> of house white or white walkers whatever um so i think i think that's what it is maybe i mean we don't i don't think we really know um i do i also do with um i'm gonna backtrack just like a few minutes before i do think that Tormund's joke about the blue eyes was probably the funniest joke in this episode oh where yeah where they're walking through and yeah the, <laughs> his um, eyes are blue season. yeah my eyes have always been blue yeah that's yeah a, that, was, that was probably like the funniest joke in this episode or at least the probably like one of the few jokes that actually landed for me yeah um but yeah i found that whole scene really well done um however obviously it leaves a lot of questions which hopefully are answered well i'm assuming are going to be answered throughout the season is what is this sigil like and what like what's up with the night king like what does he want who yeah. does he want like I, yeah i definitely feel what's like going on with him? that i think they've done a very good job of just like nobody knows what the night king's motivation is like there it's very up in the air i feel like it could go in many ways like I mean, I have a bunch of ideas as to what it could be, but even then, like, it's just very, it's very mysterious, which is good because that's what they're trying to do. But yeah. and I'm sure it'll be uncovered as as the episodes go along. Um, but we'll see. And I, I want to now that we're here talking about the last hearth and the Night King, I also want to bring up the new title sequence because I want to tie this oh, in together. Oh, that's right. We completely forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The title sequence I thought is really well done, and as you notice in the first, like as you're passing through the the broken wall, you can see a trail of mm-hmm. like um of blue, which is supposed to symbolize the White Walkers and the Night King, as it approaches Last Hearth. So now I'm wondering if in episode two, the title sequence is going to be different and have Last Hearth, I guess, like frozen and. Mm-hmm the the path continue on towards winterfell and i think then once that's what winterfell falls happening. if it does fall you know it continues to king's landing and stuff mm-hmm, for sure but i thought the title sequence was was really well done i really liked it however i do hope that in um the third episode which is supposed to be the attack on winterfell um i hope that they change the theme song from the normal song to the one that plays at the very end of season seven, once Jamie leaves King's Landing and the snow starts falling over Westeros, I don't know if you know the song I'm talking about, but it's basically the theme song, but a piano rendition. Hmm. It's very like it's a very somber song, and um, I think it worked particularly particularly well in that scene because of the impending winter. Yeah, that's like that's here, but I think it would work really well in front of that third episode um, to really drive home like. Yeah, like they're here at Winterfell. We're screwed. Like this is happening. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know if it's just me who feels that way, but I, I think I would like to see them them change it. I don't think they will, just because that theme song is so iconic and yeah, <laughs> um, it gets people so like hyped for the episode. But you know, I think it would be, I think it would be cool to have a change for one episode. Yeah, I mean, let's see what they do. I mean, no one really knows what's going to happen. You know, they've done a pretty good job of keeping everything a secret, more or less. So, let's see. Yeah, it's not like last season where the, the freaking scripts leaked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that was rough. Well, the first episode actually did leak for this season. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, someone leaked um, the first episode um, on the Free Folk subreddit. Well, he put it on YouTube. Oh, I think. that's right. That's right. I remember. His, yes, yes, I do. Yeah. And then, and then, no. Uh, HBO told him like, "Hey, you need to stop, or we're <laughs> taking your YouTube channel down." Yeah. And then, obviously, he stopped. But the first episode did leak. Um. So then, after the part with the White Walker symbol, um, that's when um John and Sam meet in the crib. Yeah. This is when. This is when everything in the episode. I would say maybe everybody wants. This is when shit starts getting real. Where we see Sam and Daenerys, they meet. Um, she wants to thank him for curing. Uh, what's his name? It's Jorah, right? Jorah. Yeah, Jorah. Jorah of curing his grayscale. Um, and then ask uh, Sam asks for a pardon to pardon his father or to pardon him from his father. And uh, yeah. well, no, she doesn't ask him. To- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Sam yeah. asks her for a pardon, and then that's when we find yeah, out that. Please go back home. Yeah, that's when we find out that. Uh, well, we already knew, well, we but already that's when Sam that. finds out. Sam finds out that you know. that she barbecued her her dad and her brother. Yes. Well, his dad and his brother. Sorry. Yes. And watching and this, like watching this, I was thinking, I was like, "But Sam, you hated your father. Like, you hated your father. Like, why do you care?" Uh, and I think it was the actor who plays Sam. He actually brought up a good point. Oh uh, yeah, John Bradley who plays Sam. I think it was him when I heard this that he was saying that. Sam is now like to this perspective that he's so sad because he's never going to be able to fix that relationship anymore that he had with his father hmm. that it's over. Like, you know what I mean? Like they ended on these terrible terms that it's over. He's never going to get the chance to, to have to find forgiveness or his dad will never be able to forgive him. So I think that was a cool, uh, you know, that was a cool take on it. So I also think he's. St- I also think he he genuinely like loved his brother. I don't think him and his brother had any problems, uh, as far as I can remember. No, I think they rewrote his brother's character. I think his brother was an asshole. Yeah, in the books, I think. Yeah, it's kind I'm of a not hundred percent sure. I might be completely wrong, but I yeah, I'm pretty sure his brother was kind of a dick, and they kind of rewrote it later on that him and his brother got along. So whatever doesn't really um, tarnish anything also- for me. I also do think that John Bradley's acting in that scene is some of the strongest acting we've seen in the show. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of seasons, that was it was 100%. really moving. It was really powerful. Um, and I guess because you know it's Sam and he's such a a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, it hits. It, it really it really did a good job of hitting you, and I think it did a good job of driving home the fact that. You know, Daenerys might not be the best queen. Yeah, you know, yeah, it definitely, it definitely house. brings in that. It also, she has no sympathy for him. So while I was watching this, I was like, "You're really not gonna like apologize for barbecuing this guy's family?" Yeah, like, like whoa, what's going on? I think this is when a lot of characters start to switch sides. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think this is going to be a, a real problem going like down the line of the show. Um, I think characters like Tyrion and Varys are going to start to think because in season seven, Varys says, I back whoever I think is, is best for the people of the realm. Yeah. And um, I think he's going to switch over to John and start supporting John's claim to the Iron Throne. Yeah. I Even mean, though I don't think John wants it, but I don't think he has much of a choice. Yeah. I mean, right after that scene, we see Sam go outside to Bran and Bran basically tells him there it's it's time to tell John. You're going to have to tell him what's going on. So we see. Uh, oh, what's it called? Yeah, we see Sam go down to uh, to the crypts. to the crypts where John is and he's looking at at his father and he tells him you know he yeah he basically lets it known like hey this is this is it john <laughs> like dude you're a targaryen bro yeah he basically tells him hey you're you are a targaryen you're the true heir to the iron throne um and basically i mean john doesn't take it very well as we clearly saw but what i thought was awesome uh that the show did was is the last time that we see john and ned Ned tells him that the next time he sees him, he'll tell him about his mother. And when John mm. finds out who his mother is and who he is, it's right in front of the statue of Ned Stark and the crypt. So I think... Yeah, I caught that. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, you could tell basically by John's face or, you know, he doesn't really know how to react to it. Uh, it's kind of just... I, I didn't really buy his reaction, but at the same time, like that's a lot to take in. So mm-hmm. you could tell his confusion and he's just angry and he just doesn't really know how to react. Yeah. Um, I, although I, I'm going to say right now, I will be upset if John leans into his Targaryen heritage. Um, I don't think he will. I don't think he will either, but. I will be upset if it happens. I'm not going to put it past the show right now. Um, seeing a lot of the questionable writing decisions that have happened in the past few seasons. However, um, I don't think it fits John's character at all to all of a sudden believe that he is Aegon Targaryen. Um, he is very clearly Jon Snow. Yeah. Um, he. I don't. The, I think the fact. I think if he turned down being a Stark, and he accepts being a Targaryen all of a sudden. Um, I will. I would honestly be really upset about it because his. I think the one of the biggest qualities that I like about his character is of how accepting he is of being a bastard, where it doesn't hurt him anymore. Um, and we saw that in season was it five and six yeah. with Stannis and Ramsay. Um, and again, when he tells Theon in season seven, um, you don't have to pick between being a Greyjoy and a Stark. You yeah. are both. Yeah. Um, so I think John is definitely going to tap into that sentiment, but I think if he goes all Aegon Targaryen, um, I think it's, I, I really wouldn't like that. Yeah, but I definitely, I, think, I definitely think that, you know, a big theme in Game of Thrones or maybe, yeah, I would say that the theme of the show, like a, a, a big theme is that it's, it's your identity. Like what John says to Theon, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be one. You could be both. I think that's something that is definitely now being shown with John now that he's a Targaryen and he's also a Stark, but he doesn't have to be both. He could just, I mean, he doesn't have to be one. He could be both. He could choose, you know what I mean? Like who you, who your family is doesn't choose who you are. Yeah. 
I I would agree with that. I think that's been a huge um, driving point of the show, and I also think that's one of the reasons. And that by the end of the show, John is gonna sit on the Iron Throne. Um, I think he's gonna make a lot of changes to um, especially how bastardization works in Westeros. Yeah, for sure. I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be one of the main. I don't want to say reasons of why he sits on the Iron Throne because very clearly he deserves the Iron Throne. Um, not just by title, but by his actions and as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like that whole um, like family identity and bastardization is going to be a. We've seen bastardization be like a point, like a really big point in the show. Yeah, for you know, sure. with Joffrey, with um, Ramsey. with Ramsay, obviously with John. Um, and now that you mentioned Theon, I want to wrap around back towards that. Once we f- talk about this last point, mm-hmm. um, I do want to get back to Theon. I mean, we can just so, talk about it now. The Theon point, like he um, he's introduced pretty quickly. Uh, they kind of gloss over that. Yeah, but uh, my biggest takeaway is that Theon Greyjoy is fucking back. Yeah, he's and back. I'm so I'm so happy because Theon is legitimately one of probably one of my top five characters in the show, top five favorite characters in the show, and I'm so happy to see his redemption arc coming, to, like starting to come into realization and starting to come full circle now that he's rescued Yara, um, and he he fulfilled the Greyjoy part of his redemption. Now he has to go back and fulfill the Stark part of his redemption. Mm-hmm. I don't think he survives the Stark part of his redemption. And it makes me really sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. But let's just see what I happens. He's gonna, I think he's going to die saving um, either Arya or Bran or Sansa or even Jon. Um, and I think that's so good for his character. But personally, I just don't want to see him die. He's such a good character. I think he's one of the most well-written characters in the show, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we're going to see what happens to him because um, he's on his way to Winterfell right now. Yeah. So let's see what happens. I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how he gets welcomed to Winterfell because last time he was there, he kind of, you know, destroyed everything. So uh, I'm very curious I mean, to see just, what happens. He didn't destroy everything. Well, he did kill two farm boys. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah, the farm boys, and then he beheaded. Yeah, so he's. Who was it that he beheaded? It wasn't. It wasn't the maester. I think it may have been. No, it wasn't the maester because Maester Lewin. Um, Maester Lewin gets stabbed by a Greyjoy, but it's not on Theon's orders. I think it's on Ramsay's orders. Yeah, because that's when they kidnap Theon and take him to Ramsay. But whatever, you know, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. But um, we'll see. We'll definitely see about that. I don't know if Sansa will be as accepting to Theon as as um, John was. But well, Theon saved her essentially. So oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, John also says, you know, in season seven when he sees him, he's like, the only reason I'm not going to kill you is because you know you saved Sansa. So you're right. I completely forgot about that. Okay, you're right. You're right. yeah. So let's. And see. I'm sure Bran. I'm sure Bran will be. Bran's not gonna upset. care. <laughs> and um, Bran's gonna be Bran, the weirdo. So. Yeah, and <laughs> now I want to use that to go back to the last point, which is Jamie and Bran's reunion. Yeah, 
which honestly completely took me by surprise. I didn't think they were going to meet this episode. It's just something that just didn't even like come to my mind, like about things I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, it, just, it happened so like suddenly at the end, and I, I really liked it. Yeah, luckily for Jamie, Bran's not going to care. Most yeah, likely. I don't think Bran is. I don't think Bran is really gonna gonna <laughs> put this against Jamie because Bran obviously wouldn't be where he is right now without Jamie pushing him out of that tower. Yeah, and let's also remember Bran isn't really Bran anymore. So. Yeah, Bran. Yeah, Bran isn't Bran. Yeah, but um, um. I do think that things aren't going to go well for Jamie um, in the second episode. I don't think he's going to be met with open arms from Daenerys in particular. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very frosty, uh, frosty encounter with with everyone and Jamie just because, you know, I don't think Jamie. I don't think it's going to be everyone, though. I think it is. I think I wouldn't be surprised think- if a lot of stuff goes down. I think the people of Winterfell obviously are going to have a problem with Jamie. If they have a problem with Tyrion, they're going to have a problem with Jamie. Mm-hmm. But I think that John might not be uh, so cold to Jamie because I think John realizes the gravity of the situation and think, "Hey, you rode from Winterfell over here. Like you're probably going to help me." Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Just because John is more level-headed than than Daenerys, but. We've seen from the preview of season two that he's met very coldly by Daenerys in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, this is going to be the rift. This is going to be what causes the break between Tyrion and Daenerys. Um, I think Daenerys is going to obviously, I think, imprison Jamie, And I think she's going to want to kill him. And I think that that's what makes... Um, Tyrion realized that hey Daenerys isn't really a just queen she's not giving Jaime uh I don't want to say like a proper trial because we don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen but I do think that um Tyrion and maybe Varys start to realize Daenerys isn't isn't a just queen like we thought she was yeah and I think that's gonna be the I think that's gonna be the big breaking point between them I think that's what's starting to show as of right now I mean we're only one episode in but I think I think starting with Sam, it, it makes it very clear that, yeah, Daenerys isn't, she she claims that, oh, she wants to break the wheel and she wants to, you know, do all these changes, but, you know, she's also claiming to be the one true heir to the throne. Like, you know, that's not really breaking the wheel because you're just kind of. And um, I thought it, it was very powerful when um, John, when. Sam tells John about his heritage. Yeah. And he says, Oh, you know, Daenerys is queen. And um Sam says something along the fact like, Oh, you um you like dropped your title and to, and you wanted to save your people to bend the knee which to she like, do the a same. queen, which she did the same. Yeah. And I thought that's like it's very powerful and obviously that's definitely foreshadowing something that's gonna happen in the next few episodes for sure um but it's weird because we have the second episode which is going to be filled with a lot of this information coming to light then we have the third episode which is a huge battle scene which Mm -hmm. leaves us with three other episodes yep um i really i don't know what's going to happen in episodes four five or six i just really hope that the night king is not defeated at winterfell um i don't think it's going to happen but you know you can never be too sure. You can never be too sure of things. I just hope that they don't defeat him so early on. Um, 
but we'll see because there's still a lot of ground to cover. And yeah. I think the last three episodes are what eighty minutes long. Yeah, I believe they are eighty minutes long. Uh, but yeah, it's just I don't like I don't really have a prediction of what's really gonna happen just because. I'm not gonna say this episode threw me off, but I really wasn't expecting all of this in the first episode. So I feel like things though will be a lot faster paced than what's typical of Game of Thrones because you know there's only six episodes left. Well, five now. So. I think things are going to happen relatively quick. I think it's going to be pretty fast of everything that happens. So, you know, episode two, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Theon show up. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, do you have any predictions for episode two? Anything you think is going to happen in particular or do you agree with mm, mine? I would just be curious to see if John confronts Daenerys about who he is. Um, I'm just, I'm just curious to see what's going to happen with that, how everyone's going to deal with it. How is the North going to deal with it? Because they hate Targaryens. Um, so let's just see. Yeah, true. How is John going to be perceived by the Northern people? I don't think John, I don't think John brings it up this episode, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, th- I don't think it brings up, I don't think he brings it up in this episode because, um, I mean, obviously we, we know, well, I don't want to say we know, but. It's pretty much like we okay, yeah, we pretty much know that the Unsullied and the Thraki are gonna be around for episode three. Um mm-hmm. and I think right now in John's head is if I tell Daenerys that I'm the true heir to the throne, is she gonna leave Winterfell yeah. with her troops? Yeah. So I don't think she's gonna I don't think he's gonna tell her this episode. Yeah, well we'll see. Um so yeah, that's it for our first ever podcast. Um Yeah. We're gonna try doing um, next week, right? For Game of Thrones episode two yeah i want to i want to take this episode by episode because this is such a monumental piece of of media and the fact that it's coming to a close um is so big and important i really want to dive into each of these episodes um you know very thoroughly yeah you know uh so yeah i mean thanks everyone for listening uh you know this is our first episode so if things didn't go as smoothly as you were hoping for we're kind of sorry um, please, we're new to this so we're working on feedback. it yeah send us feedback send us some um, things that you like things that you didn't like things that we could improve on um we're definitely uh taking this step by step and we really want to make this um something special for you guys yeah so please if you have any feedback at all um um just tweet at us dm us um email us um at our at our backlog emails um and we're we're definitely going to be be taking this step by step um into making this uh something something special so um again uh thank you guys for listening and uh tune in next week for um uh, another uh game of thrones episode uh season eight episode two and uh, maybe a little something extra yeah we'll see all right, all right. So, thank all right. you guys for thank listening you.